Um, is it appropriate for me to take my daughter? <laughs> uh... Is time for the show again <laughs> it's only been a week what the fuck okay, what is up with that that uh, doesn't seem right that's it's the uh, it's a new world order i'm pretty sure we're about six or eight weeks too soon too early too soon too early too, too soon early. too early my mouth has stopped working um this is episode 104 it is the episode Believe of the special enough. announcement we do have a special announcement. I don't know what the special announcement is. Well, you you know what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're part of it. So oh. maybe do you do you want me to just read from the from the press release? Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. I'll just I'll just start reading from the press release. Oh, okay. And uh, and you, you'll remember, obviously. Um, okay. So this is this is from the press release. Uh, we are excited to announce that SpaceX has been approached to fly two private citizens on a trip around the moon next year. They've already paid a significant deposit to do a moon mission. Like the Apollo astronauts before them, these individuals will travel into space carrying the hopes and dreams of all humankind, driven by the universal spirit of exploration. Oh, wow. I didn't know that we were ready to break the, that news. Uh, well, you know, I wasn't you know, ready to break it, but Elon Musk... It kind of uh, got, got broke. Yeah, he jumped out in front of it, and um, he went ahead and announced it. I mean, I mean, they don't have our names in the press release uh, because we still have some, you know, details to work out. But um, well, it's mostly but, around the number of Ames shovels that we are allowed to bring with us because they are the reason um, we're we're cashing out all our Ames right. stock uh, in order to fund this trip. Um, exactly, and they have graciously supplemented us i guess uh commensurate with the number of different varieties of ames products that we bring with us mm-hmm. yep. um so we're, we're just kind of we're going back and forth um uh just just you know just to determine how much we can actually bring versus yeah. you know what will kill us um, there's a lot of moving pieces yeah literally and figuratively um in this deal so there you go. Well, so as soon as we have it all pinned down, we're gonna be space monkeys. We're gonna be space monkeys. I cannot wait for our first podcast from space. Or are we gonna be space cowboys like uh, Clint Eastwood and like uh, James yeah. Garner? James Garner. Yeah, that's Tom, us. Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Done. Wow. Done. And done. Great. Great movie. Still holds that, up. That's a really good movie. Who was the Who was the woman in that movie that was going out with James Garner? Oh, the young think, girl. The, was it James Garner? No, it was Clint Eastwood. Clint, was it Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was hitting on her, right? She slept with all of them. I can't remember. No. Who was the woman in that movie? Um, I gotta look it up now. She was a woman. That um, is a hundred percent correct. You know who was it? Marsha Gay Harden. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe it Renee was, Russo. It was 100% Marsha Gay Harden. Nice. You called it, my friend. Way to mm. go! And James Cromwell was the NASA wow. administrator. Yeah, he was the he was the guy that was mad, right? Yeah, he, he was like, "No, you're not going." Yeah, yeah, f that shit. <laughs> yeah, 
That's funny. Great lots, film. A lot of flashbacks. A lot of a uh, lot of early Eastwood. Yep. Yep. That is, that is a Clint Eastwood film. It is a Clint he, Eastwood film. He directed that film. One take. One take. Yeah. The really weird part was when he worked in the uh, the fake baby. That was so strange. Wow. It was himself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. I don't care if it's if it's me or not. One shot, you get one. This take. has already gotten very strange. Wow. Um. So that's our special announcement. We yep. will go to space. We will record from space, mm-hmm. and our many listeners will understand what it's like to listen to a space. It's going to sound very different. Has there ever been a podcast in space? Mm. Podcast from space. Mm, I don't think there has. Not officially. <laughs> okay. I, I honestly have no idea. The unofficial. It's the unofficial yeah. ones you gotta worry about. So we're gonna we're gonna do this in twenty eighteen, so we got some time to like plan out everything and, and figure out the shovel situation. But uh oh, okay. but yeah, Excellent. this is happening. This Excellent. is happening. It's all it's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> um so the show has to happen at some point. So yes. can we get right into some what the fucks? I think we should. So starting with the Great American Race, it was the great. It was Daytona Day this week. It was this past week because it just happened and we're recorded. So it's kind of like breaking news. Uh, uh, on Daytona, that thing. Daytona was kind of crazy, right? It was super crazy. So uh, first first I'm, race with the new sponsor. First race with the new sponsor, yeah, well, yeah, first, like, real race with the new sponsor, yes. Right. Uh, Monster Energy. Uh, sure, why not? I don't care who yep. sponsors it, as long as yep. I get to watch racing, I don't care. Tasty. Uh, mm. I've never actually had a Monster Ener- Energy drink. Not bad. So it's not bad. I couldn't tell you. I can tell you that Red Bull tastes like, like, horrible, foul, diseased, <laughs> disgustingness. He, uh, he who consumes more Taco Bell than the entire county of Enon. I'm having Taco Bell tomorrow night. I, I have no uh, doubt about that. I plan my Taco Bell meals I love, in I love how, yeah, you know, 24 hours in advance. Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, Daytona was weird. It was the first race with the new stages, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, and uh, it was just a very strange race, like... There was a lot of single file racing, and there was a lot of a lot of guys getting very, very angry with each other, which happens a lot. But like, it was just a weird race, man. It was weird. But in, I thought it was an interesting and engaging. It uh, I like the race sections for me as someone that's not like used to or wanting to sit down in front of a TV for like three hours and watch a race do yeah. the same the same damn thing. At least it ga- it gave you like. Pointed sections to kind of root for and stages, yeah. so I, I like that aspect of it. Um, and I would I'm, like. Go ahead. I I'm not uh, uh, I'm not disappointed at all with how they did the sections. They they did it in a really good way where it um, doesn't really hurt the racing at all, but it also gives guys a chance to get points, and then still be aggressive enough to like risk spinning out and wrecking later in the race. Now these are these points are like total season points, right? Well, okay. So the way it works is the the stage one and stage two, the the winner of each stage gets a bonus point for the for the playoffs, but all of the top ten gets actual regular season points. Hmm. Which is like bonus points are like how they seed guys in the playoffs. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was interesting. Like I, like does for the instance, guy, does the guy who win also get in season points? Because I want to feel like what if the guy who wins the race wins the stage? Because I want to yes. feel like what if. Yes, that's he gets great both. That, okay, because that's like what that's great if he gets playoff points, but what if he's like not good enough to automatically make the playoffs, but he needs those in season points to get him there. You know what I'm saying? I don't have it up in front of me right now, but I think the guy that wins the first stage and the second stage gets one bonus point for the playoffs and ten regular season points. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like that's so I like, it's a pretty I like good this. deal. And I think I think they're doing it at the right time with this youth movement and these young guys really starting to take over <sighs> to change yeah, things. I, so you were I you really were gonna like s- the young guys. You were gonna say, for example, oh yeah. Uh, so for example, Chase, my favorite driver, Chase Elliott, um, he got some bonus points because he won the, one of the dual races that was on the Thursday night. That was actually if you. I think you had to win. I can't remember if I think it was just the winners got bonus points or not bonus points, but regular season points. And so because of that, and because he ran well, like most of the race, right. he ended up in. Even though he finished fifteenth, I think in the race, he ended up in the top ten in points coming out of Daytona. So like the fact that he had two really crappy laps at the very end didn't hurt him. As much, so I kind of like that. That was really good. But uh, for front of the show, Ryan Blaney had, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the best night. Uh, I, love, I love him so much. Out of our out of our favorite drivers, I was he, literally my daughter was looking at me like I was crazy because I was watching the end of that race. Right, she was about ready to go to bed, uh-huh. and I was watching it. And I was like, okay, we're gonna go upstairs in a, in a couple minutes. We'll go upstairs in a couple minutes. This race is almost over. So my wife's sitting down there, kind of waiting, and the daughter's sitting down there waiting, and. I mean, he's he's sitting back there. He had, he was up pretty high, like fourth or fifth, and then he dropped back. Mm-hmm. He, he went out. He tried to make a move, and it didn't work. Yeah, he tried to make a move, and he had to drop back in, and he was at like nine ten. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, why the hell did he do that? And then he got. Which he said, we'll get to this later on, but in a podcast this week, he said that the only time he was mad during that whole race was he moved out thinking that somebody would go with him and nobody went with him. And he was like, I was so pissed off. <laughs> but yeah, he started moving up. Yeah, and uh, it worked the, It worked the, the second time with Logano. And I think the one thing he said was that people were, I think I read an article today that maybe people were more inclined to, to work with him because he didn't have his rookie stripe anymore. He's probably uh, right about that, yeah. Yeah, so um, somehow, some way... Even with him running, almost running out of gas, was able to to make it up there and get into second on that last lap and uh, and hold tight. Unfortunately, uh, it meant bad things for your boy Chase Elliott, who had really taken the taken the reins there with about what 30, 30 laps to go somewhere around yeah, there. He led like it, it was the he most was, consecutive was, laps. He was he was in control, man. He, he was, was killing it. Different times, you know, he didn't lead like that entire race, but he took control like more than most guys did, like three or four different times. Yeah, his spotter is really, really good at telling him not just what's going on right now, but what's getting ready to happen. And so he can kind of anticipate, you know, which line is going to be faster and get in front of it. And then it went single file for so long and he just stayed out in front. Uh And then at the very last, was it the last lap or just before the last lap? He and Larson and Truex all ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. 
and it was bad juju. But uh, but I mean, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. Like at least he was fighting for it at the end. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I think it's yeah. like you can't. You knew you you make a choice, right? You live you live and die by the choice. Right. And so exactly. what are you gonna, what are you going to do? You're going to pit, and you're going to guarantee yourself maybe a top ten finish somewhere probably 10 to 20, depending on how you can get back up right. with how many laps are left. Or you take a chance and you give yourself an opportunity to finish in the top five. What did he end up finishing? He ended up finishing 15th. I yeah. think it was, it was either 14th or 15th. And Alan Gustafson, his crew chief, said afterward, he was like, what do you do? Do you tell your driver leading the Daytona 500 yeah. you got to come in for gas? No, you don't tell him that. You hope that he makes it. And or the, the D-bags on the announcers that are like, do you think he's making the right move by taking oh, control God. here? I'm like... Uh, he's leading the Daytona 500, so I'm, no, it wasn't him, it was the other guy. Was it Mike Joy? Yeah. So, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that leading the Daytona 500 is the right call. Yeah, that's the right call. Um, I mean, wait, you can't tell him to come in. I mean, because what if you come in and, like, they start putting gas in and they use the, like, because they weigh the cans afterwards to see how much they put in, and you weigh it and you figured out he could have made it. Like, what do you tell him then? Like yeah. then you'd just be sick. So, but I mean, it was a good race. Uh, it was very entertaining. I did not know that the lead engineer for the Wood Brothers Racing Team, Blaney's uh, group, is a is a female. The only she female. is she's she's the only female, and I think she's the only person on in the pits that has that title, lead engineer. Wow! And she. Is killing it. Yeah. She's killing it. I mean, they want he won second place at Daytona in a backup car. <laughs> she yeah, in a backup car, and not only um, is she, I mean, it, this isn't like she didn't just get named like willy nilly. Like she worked her way up through the whole Penske group, mm-hmm. and has been like killing it for a long time. And so they like rewarded her for her hard work by naming her lead engineer, and she's still killing it. And that that car is was so fast at Daytona, so yeah. fast. Yeah, it was it was fun to see him in the beginning, in the first like twenty minutes, <clears throat> like literally it was cold trickle, like you know Daytona. <laughs> it was it was like cold trickle Daytona, like moving from the back of the pack and squ- and moving in and out. It's and he was true. like he was like what in the in the late twenties and thirties or whatever, and he's moving up high twenties. Oh well, yeah, because he started was, in the very back. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm, now he's top 10, and he's top 5. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, that was so fun to watch, you know, that 21 kind of move up through all the ranks, which is not easy to do. And, you know, the uh, the the winner, Kurt Busch, was talking about how trash his car was. Did you see the 21 car when, when yeah. Ryan Blaney got out of it? That car yeah. was a disaster. They, I think I retweeted, he said, this, this is pretty much like having a parachute attached to your car <laughs> yeah but they're like hey no complaints you know it's, yeah no joke you can't complain he got, he, got clip, he got clipped pretty good he um, did on i don't know if it was that the jimmy johnson one or that was the that yeah it was the jimmy johnson one that one of the ones that was caused by jamie mcmurray i believe yeah <sighs> i was so pissed off so but it was it was a great race i really enjoyed yeah. it i'm super stoked for atlanta and it yeah it's it's awesome the Go. r2 boys are doing great great work Go Blaney, go Elliot. Yeah. Um, so, boom. So there's a NASCAR. Another what the fuck. Uh, that night, the Oscars. I mean, you know, not, we didn't talk much about the Oscars this year because we both didn't really care. Um, I'll tell you this much. This wouldn't have happened with Deloitte and Touche. <laughs> you know what? It's funny that you say that, but I texted Eric at like <laughs> 7 o'clock Monday morning. Yeah. And I let me see what I said. I, I, um, I said, uh, let me find it. 
I said, good thing Deloitte wasn't in charge of those awards. And he said, <laughs> and he said, and I quote, at six, this is 6.37 a.m. He said, we wouldn't have fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but did you hear, so the story that, and the people, I'm sure everyone knows about it by now, but that they uh, read the wrong uh, best picture. So they uh, incorrectly said that La La Land won and it was really Moonlight. They didn't find it out until obviously La La Land had already gotten yeah. up there and started talking about it. But apparently there the, the miscommunication was that there was the best actress envelope or best actress card in the best picture envelope. Yeah, something like that. And they and, handed that instead and they handed of that. The... So he read, so Warren Beatty, God bless his old soul, read, uh, saw it say, it said Emma Stone for La, for La La Land. And so he paused there because it said Emma Stone and like looked to Annette. And then they said La La Land because it said La La Land on it. But... <laughs> It Works was incorrect. Great. So apparently, apparently there are two Price Waterhouse Coopers associates, and they're on yep. either side of the stage, and they each have copies of everything. So I read today somewhere that it was like neither of them will ever be invited back. Oh, I think that's the least. I think yeah. the one guy is getting fired. They said, uh, I think it was the New York Times. They were like, neither of them will ever be back at the at the Oscars, and they're reviewing Price Waterhouse Coopers like yeah. entirely. Well, and like, they've well, that's that's interesting because they've done it the for the entire time. Like they've done it years. forever. Yeah, they've done but, it for a very long time. So yeah, so they they got gave them a wrong envelope or they put the wrong one in there. But uh, yeah, that's the question kind of a, is, uh, will Eric be getting us uh, tickets to see the Oscars live? Hmm. There you go. I, he could. I think, he. I think, I think he would do good. I think he would do a good job. With he it. would do a great job. He would be great. He would not let that shit happen. No, that would not happen under an Eric Bolin administration. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, so that was that was kind of crazy. So it was like a very dull Oscars, and then all this shit happened at like eleven forty-five at night, and you know the internet broke. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. I was watching. What was I watching? I don't know. It I was asleep. Wasn't watching like that. Nine thirty. So. I definitely wasn't watching. I'm sure I was watching some something on Netflix with my wife. I don't know. Can't remember. Um, so yeah, so crazy Sunday. Uh, lots of lots of crazy stuff happening. It was a crazy Sunday. It's all, it all was happening. Um, let's let's get into some movie talk. I want to get into movie talk. I want to do it. All right. So uh, what should we want to talk about first? You want to talk about movies we've seen? Let's talk about a couple of movies we saw. I haven't seen any movies. So, yeah, you did. So, um, I saw Get Out. Did I? Yeah, just, just let, me, let me. Oh, yeah, I did. You're right. So, thank you. <laughs> just let it, just let it go. Just let it, let me go. Uh, <laughs> let it go, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I saw Get Out yesterday. Yes. I want to see that so bad. The Jordan Peele race issue slash controversial bio, biopic, biopic. I don't know. Uh, so. Right. It, I don't know. It's kind of like a it's a comedy thriller horror. If that's it a is genre. currently ninety nine percent fresh. Yeah, on I saw Rotten an article Tomatoes. that they finally got like one bad review. And that's so crazy. It knocked it, it knocked down to ninety nine. Um, oh yeah, fresh one hundred and forty eight rotten one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wouldn't so find it. Where's the bad one? It's pretty good. It's really fucked up. Like I don't know. It's. It's kind of crazy the what came out of the mind of Jordan Peele. Oh, there's your problem. The one bad review was on National Review. Is that not good? Is that not well, a good place? It's, it's a conservative Subjective. magazine. Yeah, I get that because they're talking about how like the white people are yeah. kind of 
being. It looks like it was the review was written by a black guy. There you go. I don't so understand maybe, what's going on. I don't know. Uh, or was it? We should watch the movie, then you understand more. He ga- so, okay. This guy gave Resident Evil: The Final Chapter fresh. He gave the Great Wall. Fr- He's like exa- almost exactly the opposite of most of these reviews. Okay, so we can. He so gave get, Assassin's Creed fresh. So, yeesh. well, there you go. Don't believe him. So, Get Out was good. Get Out. He is, said Rogue One Star Wars, a okay. Star Wars story, was rotten. Let it go, so, Indiana. And La La Land. Let it go. Uh, this Indiana. is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing now. Okay, I'm closing the page. Thank you for all of our sakes. Yes. Uh, get Out was good. Mm-hmm. Get Out was definitely edgier. Seat like what the fuck's happening right now? Some crazy like gotcha moments in the theater, which was kind of fun. I want to um, see it so bad. Hannibal Burris stole the motherfucking movie. He was He's so freaking funny. hilarious. He was hilarious. He played the role. He was like the the comedic best friend, but he was so fucking funny. Um, he was just like being himself, and it was so hilarious. Uh, and Allison Williams was really good. I like her. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, who is this? Who is this? The whole time, and then I got out of the theater and I, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh yeah, that's Allison Williams. Um. Daughter of Brian Williams. Yeah, uh, uh, Peter Pan. Yeah, the uh, liar, the liar, the liar. That's right, the liar. That's right. I was, in, was I was in, I was in this helicopter in the time of war. Um, so she was also Peter Pan. She was also Peter Pan. So yeah, so I thought she did great in it. Uh, Bradley Whitford, Catherine Keener doing work. She's good. Got a I good like cat. Stephen Root. Stephen Root. I just talked about him earlier today with friend of the go. show Katie from Chesapeake. Yeah, and uh, I mean, so it's got a lot of it's got a lot of namers in there. Um, oh, it's got the what's the guy in the brother of Allison Williams is in X Men First Class, which you never saw, so never mind. So, okay. um, so yeah, it's good. Uh, it's definitely a different kind of film, um, but if you like that kind of thriller genre, horror ish, it definitely gets really like horror at the end. It's like what the fuck, cool. <laughs> yeah, it gets super slashery, but um, it's got a cool twist, and uh, it all kind of comes together in the last like twenty minutes, which is fun because then you know, like you start to understand really what hap- what's happening, and then it just gets fucking like bloody as hell. So it's good. Nice. It's, good. it's good stuff. So I highly recommend it. You know, Jordan Peele. I mean, you know, I knew that I knew it was going to be decent. Um, I haven't really seen. I haven't Peele. really seen a like a movie like that, like a thriller horror movie in the theater since cabin in the woods so, God, so good uh not usually my cup of tea but um with jordan peele on the hook and and those actors that were in there i was like all right let me give it a shot and on tuesday um and i was not disappointed so i i recommend get out um i think it uh it was fun it was a fun fun ride i want to see it yeah you should it's a good movie maybe i'll go see it saturday yeah you should and you should see it with friends uh, go, go see it with some of your black friends. In is area. it a, some of my best friends are black? Um, <laughs> is it appropriate for me to take my daughter? <laughs> uh, no, okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. There's some f bombs. Uh, there's mm. some n. There's some n words. Mm. Um, there's lots of blood and brains. Mm. Oh, and. Guns and Fruit Loops. So it's fine then. Yeah, it has Fruit Loops, so it's fine. 
Uh, no, you probably you probably should should <clears throat> keep her at home, or just go let her sit into Lego Batman again or Moana the musical. Maybe they have like a sing along Moana. <laughs> sing along Moana. Uh, yeah, it is rated R, so <laughs> just go take yourself. Yeah, I, I really want to see this. So. It'll be okay. It's it's really good. You'll what, like it. What have I seen this the main guy in before? I've seen him. Oh, he was in Sicario. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't say that. That's a good movie. Hmm. Okay. He played um, uh, Emily Blunt's partner in Sicario. I think. I think ah. that's who. I think that's who you played in Sicario. The main black guy. The main black guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that's a good movie too. Sicario. So, yeah. I like Emily Blunt. She's really good in it. Mm. Really good. I oh, think it's on, on. This guy's in Black Panther. Everyone, every black person's in Black Panther. That's true. <laughs> so cool, 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 cool. Oh, so the movie you did see? The movie I did see. The Wickening. You're jumping ahead. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. I did see. Uh, I saw John Wick Two: Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, The Wickening. And I, uh, I liked. I liked your The Wickening better. The Wickening. <laughs> I like The Wickening. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yes, I really enjoyed was it. Was I? Was it not unfounded? My comment of, to you that the, at least for the first like five minutes, the sound editing alone—not just the, the first sound five mixing. minutes, though. Right, like, I know, but yes, you, you were one hundred percent correct. You were. I think I was. I think it was just my purchase and my time spent was justified in the first like three minutes. Is what I guess what I was trying to say. You are correct. Like, I, I sat there, and after that first scene, I was like, yep, that's why I fucking came to see this in the theater. Yes. Uh, I, I I will say that I thought the sound was as good as that was. I thought it was even better later on when he's in the caverns, the, like yes. the catacombs. Like, yes. e- that was even better. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was just so well done. And they kind of set it up so that they could do a third one. They were definitely doing um, a third one. They're definitely yeah. doing a third one. But like it wouldn't. Why be, wouldn't you? I have no idea why you wouldn't. But There's, it, there was literally zero drop off from the original. Like it, there was no point where I was like, "Man, yeah, you know, like this is cool because they're continuing it and, they, and the mm-hmm. story's cool, and I want to know more about like the uh, Assassin World." But right. it really didn't like grab me like the first. What the fuck? Absolutely fucking not. Like it was. I was like, "Let's fucking do this. Let's go to Rome." Yeah, it felt like um, it felt like a true like. Chapter two, like okay, that happened, and then right after that, this is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like this is literally like right after we yeah. just watched the first one. You, you didn't feel like, um, oh well, you know, we got to come up with a way for this to keep going. Like it was very natural progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So highly recommend the Wickening, John Wick two. Uh, really, really good. Um, and uh, excited to see a third one. They yes. Definitely, definitely left it open. Brought back yeah. some, brought back some awesome people. Brought back uh, Al Swearingen. It was great. <laughs> he has really small hands. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but he has very small hands. He was very shocked when uh, when John Wick uh, broke when, the rules. When he broke the rules, yeah. Uh, I was too, honestly. Yeah, I, didn't think I was, he was like, what? Do it. I was like, what the fuck is happening right it's now? Like that is that is the wrong thing to do, Mister Wick. <laughs> you've done a bad thing. That's why he's John. Thing. That's why he's John Wick. He didn't care. No, he doesn't care. He does what he what does what he needs to do. 
does what he yeah not what he wants what he needs to do exactly. right exactly like the, the other what the f moment was in the bathtub and i was like what is happening right now oh god <laughs> i was like i should not be allowed to watch this like i it was un- i felt uncomfortable i'll tell you like, what i want that bathroom in my house <laughs> That that bathroom was you seem like a than guy. Who, you seem like a guy who wants it all in the open. There, I do want it all in the open. You know how I do. <laughs> I'm out there, Jerry. I'm loving it. I'm out there and I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, recommends uh, two earcon pod thumbs way the f up for way, way, get out way and the wickening. Way up those. I guess thumbs. I guess one thumb up for the for get out because you haven't seen it yet. Two thumbs up for the wickening. That's exactly right. Um, it's going to suck when my job starts and I don't have time to go see movies anymore. Oh, God. Having a job it's, is the worst. It's It's been nice to, hey, I'll, maybe I'll go see that movie today. Why not? Yeah, like you were like, I'm going to go see Get Out. And I was like, oh, okay, when are you doing that? <laughs> oh, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. All right. All Sounds right. good to me. All right. All right. Uh, we've got some uh, some other interesting movie things. Big, big trailer news. We do have big trailer news, my friend. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 featuring yes. Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Oh, Breaking a good trailer, bro. Never break the ch- never break the chain. Wow. Lindsay Buckingham you don't uh, love me doesn't now. have anything on you, my friend. You don't love me now. Wow. Still that, wow. that song is awesome. It is a great song. It's that, a great album. Excuse me. Yeah, it's, excuse me. Back up. That album is fucking awesome. That whole album is amazing. Uh, is. That is one of my like three or four like I can listen to it anytime day or night albums. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah it's, Guardians it's, of the Galaxy two, brah. Yeah, man. It looks great, and it they just like hit you with so much. It was. Extra, extra sensory stimuli. Like it was just like all over the place. Yeah, oh, you yeah. got you got your baby Groot, you got your, your Drax, you got your all the characters. Yeah, Mantis, you got your everybody, Yondu. You got you got your first look at Ego, the Living Planet, played by Kurt Russell. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> you got Nebula. You got. I mean, it's uh, you then, know I'm a Nebula fan. You found you saw who the big bad was, I guess. Uh, these gold people. So yeah, they like who's Whoa. playing? Who's playing the the gold lady? Uh, gold member. Gold member. <laughs> I, I want to. I I thought I recognized her, but I wasn't sure. Uh, I'm gonna look. <laughs> but the uh, in the, all that gold, you weren't sure. In all the gold, I couldn't. Do we know the name of the gold? Wait, wait a second. Wait. Wait. Is it is it Tilda Swinton? No. Sylvester nope. Stallone? Nope. Oh. It's uh have you watched um The Kettering Incident what? or The Night Manager? No. Any of those shows? Okay, so I'm trying to see something she, what would you have seen? You saw the Elizabeth Great Gatsby? Debic- Elizabeth Debicki? Yes. No, I've not seen Great Gatsby. I saw oh. Everest. Oh, I saw Everest. I haven't seen Everest, but she was in Great Gatsby, and she was amazing in um, The Night Manager, which is a really good show. Uh, yeah, she's re- she's a really good actress. Really, really good. Elizabeth cool. Debicki. Cool, 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 cool. And it doesn't hurt She was hurt in, the, she was in The Man from Uncle. Purdy, too. Is she? Is she, though? I think so. Okay. She's a little bony. She's a little bunny. She could stand to eat a couple sandwiches, but um, but she's a wow. really good actress. Uh, she's scary as shit as this gold lady. I know, right? 
Looks super crazy. Like, you know, I'd be okay with it, except the gold eyes also. I'll just, mm, like, weird yeah. it out a little well, bit. Well, like, you took, it, you took it one step further. Yeah. Golden had, eye. Wow. Wow. Oh, Nathan Fillion's in this? I forgot about that. He is? Apparently, he plays Simon Williams. I don't know who that he is. He does play Simon Williams. Wait, Tommy Flanagan's in it. Who's Tommy Flanagan? From oh, no, he's not. Chibs. Chibs? Chibs? No, he's not. Chibs is in it. He plays Tolk. Oh, I can't wait now. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. I love Chibs. I miss Chibs every day. I miss Chibs, too. Twice, wanna, on, twice on What the Fuck Sunday. I want a YouTube highlight reel of every time Chibs was on Sons of Anarchy. I'm sure the internet can help you with that. Yeah, help me with that internet. Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It looks amazing. It's got Baby Groot and everything. Oh, and Sean Gunn's back in it, his brother. Isn't he directing it? No, Sean Gunn. Oh. Who's Sean, Sean Gunn? Sean Gunn is... He plays uh, Kraglin. He's he's the Ravager. He's one of the Ravagers with Yondu. He was like the short skinny one that was like talking with Yondu. Oh, okay. He's funny. All he, was right. in, he was in Gilmore Girls. There's apparently a guy in this movie named Jimmy Urine. <laughs> Doesn't looks like that's not his. That's not his given name though. Now reading for the part of Jimmy Urine. <laughs> no, that's me. That's my, oh, my turn. Uh, that's me. I'm Jimmy Urine. No, that's his name. Yeah, that's his name. Oh, I thought you meant that was the character. No, that's the fellow with the name. even better. So Jimmy Urine was reading for the part of Half Nut. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't make this shit up. You really can't. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, the uh, volume dose, volume do, uh, trailer's out. I like it. Looks good. The fucking music is amazing. Yes. Um, all those things, yes. And, uh, and it looks, all it you looks have beautiful. to know is that Karen Gillan is in it, and that's oh. all I need to know. Oh, yeah. And and it looks beautiful. It looks looks very pretty. Now so, I'm looking at pictures of Karen Gillan. Stop. Just shut it. Just shut it mm. down. Okay, so that's that. Bow tied off. Mm-hmm. What next? Mm, and there's some other like comic book movie coming out this weekend. Oh yeah, Logan. Another mm-hmm. another movie with a badass fucking trailer music with Johnny Cash. Yes. Um, you're not super excited about this because you don't like Wolverine because he's not a detective. Um, but that, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> we can't all be we can't all be night detectives. Um, uh, Stephen Merchant's in it. Probably Steve, him. Stephen Merchant's in is in it. Um, Wait, what? Stop the presses. Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart obviously is reprising. Sir Eric LaSalle is in it. Yeah, Soglo. <laughs> Soglo himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be good. It looks like a good movie. I'm just not super into Wolverine movies. It's just finally it's just finally the R-rated Wolverine movie that we need, that America needs. Is it the R-rated Logan movie that you deserve? Yes, and all the things. Okay. I'll probably see it when it like comes out on HBO or whatever. And the fact that it's going to have X-23. Uh, is that the girl? That's the girl. So, so in the trailer, he's like, she's a lot like you. So she's from that same program that that made Wolverine what he is. So she eventually in the comics becomes an X-Men. Um, but, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that they're going with kind of like the Deadpool um, 
framework with like not taking themselves too seriously, being very self-aware. I mean, they, they actually like have a scene there where they're talking about the X-Men comics mm-hmm. and they're showing an X-Men comic. So I think that's pretty cool that they're kind of realize, you know, how ridiculous some of this is, but they're kind of making fun of it. So I, I, I like that. I appreciate that. So yeah, going to go see Logan this weekend because it's going to be good. Uh, and that's that. I'll, I, I'll report. I, I'll report back. I can't argue with you. I'll go see Logan. You go see Get Out. I like where your head's at. There you go. Uh, we also have a little bit of Rogue One news. More? Wow. Yeah, a little bit of more. A little bit more Rogue One news. We found okay. out when the uh, the Blu-ray and downloads will be available. Oh, when's that? Okay, so you will be able to download, which is obviously what I'm going to be doing. Uh, Obviously. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, on March the 24th. And you will be able to purchase it on Blu-ray, DVD, and on demand on April 4th. Mm. And Mm -mm -mm -mm. there's all kinds of bonus materials, and they're all listed here. I'm not going to go through it because, you know, whatever. There's there's some exclusives. Like, if you get it at Target, you get a five-disc set with collectible packaging, blah, blah, blah. There's a Best Buy set. There's a Walmart set. Eh. Uh, I, I don't really care about that stuff because I'm just going to download it. But but uh, there you go. March 24th to download and April 4th to to get it on a disc. Cool. Boom. Get it done. Get her done. Television. Television. Is that a thing we do? It is a thing A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, Mystery Science Theater news on Netflix. Oh, Netflix got- has been dropping crazy bombs. Like they released their entire catalog for the rest of this entire calendar for the rest of this year. And I yes. even sa- I saved a bunch of stuff from today where there's trailers for some new shows, like one show about They dropped girl, a whole ton of trailers today. Like this girl that died and this classmate's trying to figure out what's going on. Like Yeah, that one looked like, really weird. And there's another one from David Fincher that I haven't seen yet either. Um, that there was a link for, so I need to look at that and see what the David Fincher Netflix show is about. Have yes. you heard about that one? Uh, I can't remember which one that is. Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Where they're like, I guess I don't know much. About, I watched the trailer. I don't know much about it other than I guess they're trying to like profile serial killers or something. I don't really know. Oh, okay. Um, but it looked really cool. Yeah, cool. Oh, Anna Torv <laughs> from Fringe. There you go. I like Anna Torv. Um. Boom. So, I like Fringe, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, it got kind of weird at the end, you know. <laughs> at the end? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got uh, we've got a, a really cool tweet. Uh, when did this go out? This went out uh, last week uh, from Netflix. Get ready for the robot roll call. MS3, MST3K is coming to Netflix April 14th. And they've got a cool shot of... Crow and Tom Servo and Gypsy and um, Jonah Ray. He's the new like guy. Really, Jonah yeah. Ray. Jonah Ray. And um, isn't that his name? The yeah. comedian guy. Uh, yeah the yeah. the guy from Veep. No, oh. this guy's on Veep. Um, and I thought uh, that was the tall dude from Veep, Jonah. Jonah. No, maybe that's his name on Veep. Jonah That's his name on Veep. His name is Timothy something. No, I don't care. 
Now we gotta look it up. Jesus Christ. His name is Jonah Ryan on the show. Oh, right, right. Assignments. Hey, I was pretty close. You were close. You were close. Uh, and then... Uh, it's close uh, enough for the U.S. government. Exactly. Patton Oswalt is in the new MST3K. I don't know if you knew that. Patton Oswalt. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be excellent. And I'm super stoked. April 14th, we're getting new MST3K. Nice. Yes. I'm very excited. And I was a backer of it, so I got a t-shirt and everything. Oh, look at you. I know. Super super cute. I am super cute. And uh, speaking of Netflix, we found out when we're getting Iron Fist. Boom, oh, boom, boom. that's right. That's uh, St. Patty's Day. It is St. Patty's Day. It's uh, just about two short weeks from now. We're getting some Iron Fist, uh, March 17th. And uh, as Netflix does, we'll get all of it at once. And I'm boom. super excited. There you go. Yeah, I'm ready to see this guy do some punching. It's gonna be good to jump back in that world. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Loving, loving all everything they're doing on Netflix with Marvel, and it's all this connected universe. But it's they're telling their own stories, and and then this is the final piece before uh, the Defenders. So yeah, this excited. is the final Defender, right? This is the final Defender. Yes, and this will be more like Kung Fu-y, So I'm into it. I like it. Um. Yeah, man, I'm super, super stoked to get back into that world, see some Iron Fist, and see uh, what's her face, uh, the nurse. I can't remember her name on the show. It's Rosario Dawson. I can't remember. Claire, 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 some, Claire Holmes. Claire. Yeah, something. that's it. Yeah, I remember her yeah. real name. I can't. I can never remember her name on the show. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess she's she's done uh, patching up. Uh, um, what's his face? And she's gonna start patching up Iron Fist. Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. Uh, so we do have some uh, some interesting FX news, my good yeah. friend. God, we is FX. How much is FX paying us? Because we we like promote them a lot. God, I'm I'm loving what FX is doing between mm-hmm. Legion and uh, it's just so good. Everything is excellent. Legion and Fargo and what else? Do we funny that you would say that because this news is about Fargo. Right, 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 right. Podcast, podcast hosts working together. Yeah, yeah we're friends. Uh, so Fargo season three, which will be set in in the far off land of 2010, uh, we will get it. We will get the first episode on April 19th. It's coming soon, my friend. And do you know who all is in this? Everybody's in this. Ewan <laughs> McGregor is in this. You know who? Everyone. Everyone. I'm not even going to let you answer. Carrie Coon from The Leftovers. I love her. What's that? What's The Leftovers? You. It just. I can't. Eat. I, know, I know. I know you. I know. And I saw something about it coming back. And Yeah, we're getting and one we, more season. And I, I know we had this conversation when we were talking about it when it was on the air. But I just. The name, man. I just can't get over the name of the show. Like, it just yeah. makes me uncomfortable to say. Might as well call leftovers. it Last Night's Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, last night's meatloaf is back. <laughs> Season three. We gotta tune in. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> so, yeah, so Carrie Coon's in this one. And uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead from Ten Cloverfield Lane and uh she was the, the love interest in Scott Pilgrim. She's been a lot of stuff. She's really good. I never saw Scott Pilgrim. Oh, it's a good movie. It's people, really good. People say really good things about it. I just, it's really I just good. kind of felt it fell through my cracks for no fault of anyone's. Yeah, it's it's real good. I haven't read the comic, which is my own fault because it's been in my Amazon cart for like two years. 
but uh, but the movie's really good. And uh, David Thewlis, who played the, uh, I guess he was the, like the werewolf guy in Harry Potter. Uh, okay. What was his name? Professor Mooney. I can't remember which one it was. Maybe the third one or the fourth one. It was the Azkaban one. Mm, uh, I'm not, I'm not the Potter. person to talk to you about Harry Potter canon. Well, Katie knows what I'm talking about. Um, he's in it too, and uh, I'm super excited that Ewan McGregor's in it because he's going to be playing the parking lot king of Minnesota. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, this is going to be really good. I'm really excited. So, Excellent. I'm excited and, for you, and I'm also excited because Fargo is very good television. It is very good television. People that don't watch Fargo, I don't understand. People that don't watch Fargo and watch TV, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why you would own a television and not watch Fargo. Right. I can understand a lot of things, but not that. I don't get it. If if you're someone that watches at least some type of content on television... Why wouldn't you make it Fargo? Make it Fargo, because Fargo is probably one of the best TV experiences you can watch. Just from a story standpoint, from a character development, from a telling stories within stories. And then we had this conversation off the air about Noah Hawley, who's the writer of the show, um, doing the same kind of stuff in Legion. where And you saw it in the latest episode of Legion at the, with the coffee maker um, and telling story after story after story. And it's so like, I mean, it, it's kind of sad with that episode because, you know, that's the voice of his, uh, of her husband, right? So she wants to hear that story over and over again. So she keeps hearing his voice. But the story, you saw this episode, right? I'm not spoiling it for you. Uh, which episode are we talking about? The one last week. That you last said week. You were, right. The, the one. Yes. Right. Where she told us that she was making her coffee and it told the story of the woodcutter. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was her husband recording his voice. Yes. Right. Okay. You don't remember any of this. Very little. So, but they were telling a story within a story. And if you listen to that story, which you didn't. Um, you could, it really helped to understand like what was going on in the rest of that episode. So maybe you, I need you, to watch that episode. Yeah. Again. Maybe you missed that entire episode's point. So anyway, well, I think the problem is you start talking about Legion and I started thinking about Rachel Keller and I couldn't think about anything else. <laughs> she's amazing. Another reason why you need to watch Spargo season two. I think she's that. cuter in Legion. Well, cause she's got all the, she's, Stuck in a hotel room for like ninety percent of Fargo season two, and she's like in all those seventies clothes. Yeah, I think it's the feather, the feathered hair. It's it doesn't do it for me. And she lost, she trimmed herself down a little bit, I think, or at least lost some layers because she's. she's, a, she's oh, you know what? It might be. It might be. She was covering up her freckles with makeup in Fargo. Mm, there you go. Mm, she's a cutie. Uh, so get excited for Fargo season three. I am excited for Fargo season three. Boom! We all are. <laughs> Debuting in April. Yep. Um, I'm, the only thing that's disappointing is that it's not all available at once. Yeah, I'm so used to watching everything like at once now. Like, say, Santa Clarita Diet or <laughs> or the Golden Girls. Or Iron Fist in three weeks. Yes. Yes. So. Um, all right. So that's our show. We've got some picks, and then we are out the dough. Yeah, picks and then Audi. And so, then i got to go watch that episode of Legion again. Yeah, yeah you do. Um so my pick is another show, a show that you can binge watch. I can, but but you, but will you I? I don't know. I think it's very good. So okay, that's that's fine. Um, 
I saw this pop up on Netflix a couple of months ago. Um, Were you on the kids account? Uh, no, it actually didn't show up on the kids account because this is a like a Y seven to something show. Seven. You to were 14. watching Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. You can't watch Rebels on Netflix. Oh, that's true. You have to you have to get the XD app, right? Only yeah to watch season three. <laughs> um. So get it get it straight. Sorry. So uh, all these episodes dropped on December twenty third. The show that I'm talking about on Netflix is called Troll Hunters. Mm-hmm. And it's done by DreamWorks and Guillermo del Toro, who you know I love uh, adamantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just and no, it speaks to me. It, it reminds me of lot a lot of one of my favorite comic book movies of all time, up there with you know Batman, the original Batman, um, and Guardians of the Galaxy are probably two of my favorites. Um, but this one is right in there with it, and it's Hellboy Two: The Golden Army, mm-hmm. and it is. That movie is just so amazing, just from the, the character development and this whole realized world under our world and how that's all fleshed out. I think nobody does it better than than Del Toro does, and it's just so, like, creepy and cool and weird. Um, it, it's just very cool. And uh, so this is what he's bringing to Troll Hunters, which is a very cool show. I mean, the talent in this show... I'm going to read out some of the voices, and this is what's going to make it interesting. You know who plays the lead character of Troll Hunters? Who plays the lead character of Troll Hunters? Anton Yelchin. Oh, pour one out. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. Too soon. So, so they already said that he's already recorded most of his stuff for season two, and then they'll kind of make figure out what's going on after that. But um, is that because it just takes them so long to make a to make an animated show? Uh, I think so, and they just had they just had a storyboard I think already done, and they mm-hmm. had him in there, and they just had him just knock a bunch of shit out, you know. Dude, um, Biff Tannen's so, in this. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer is is putting in good work in this. He is, is really good. Ron Perlman. Wait, is David Hyde Pierce in it? Uh, no, Jonathan Hyde's in it though. <laughs> okay. And Stephen Yoon's in it. And that is uh, that's the dude from um, the Asian uh, guy from Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah. So uh it's really good. So it's I'll give you the um uh, I'll give you the little synopsis here. Um Beneath the fictional town of Arcadia lies the secret civilization of trolls, which humans are oblivious to. The trolls' common enemy are the gum gums. <laughs> evil tro- evil trolls from the dark lands. Yeah, they make f- they have some fun with it. It's it's really cool. Very self aware. Whom okay. the trolls uh whom the trolls chosen warrior known as the troll hunter is supposed to protect them from, among other dark miscreants. Um, so it's really cool. So they, he, this kid gets chosen to be this troll hunter and it's never been a human before. And it's this whole interplay of him being a, you know, 15 year old, 16 year old kid, um, with his own issues and and problems. Um, but also learning about this whole other world and his, uh, desire, not, I wouldn't say desire, but his, you know, call to, to protect it, um, protect both of these worlds. And it's just, it's just funny and it's pretty. I mean, the visuals, it's, it's, I, I talked about it like because it's Guillermo del Toro, Toro it reminds me a lot of Hellboy in just the visuals and the story. And then with DreamWorks, it looks a lot like How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of those two, if you like smash them together. Um, and it's, you know, short 22 minute episodes. There's 26 of them in the first season. Um, it's fun. I like it a lot. Cool, I man. Care. I don't care if you don't like it. 
Uh, well, I can't say that I do or don't because I haven't watched it, but I do like that most of that cast and yeah, I do Kelsey like Grammer Guillermo del Toro. Kelsey Grammer uh, is kind of like the the trainer, if you will. You know, he's mm-hmm. kind of like the the what's the guy in the Hercules movie, the the little like Centaurian dude that's played by Danny DeVito. It's kind of like that guy. Okay, he's kind of like training this troll hunter to be this big guy. So, and it's really cool because you learn a lot about like the real world and some of these people that aren't who they say they are. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's just, it's just fun and it's good and it's a good story. So you should watch it. Cool, man. I think I might. At least just watch an episode or two. See, I mean, this is something you can watch with the kid. I can. Should I wait and see if she wants to watch it with me? Uh, yeah, I would at least ask her. Or, or maybe you should watch it and then see if it's appropriate. Okay. But I think it is. I don't think there's anything that's too bad or scary on there. It's uh, it's rated TBY7, so I think my eight-year-old could handle it. Yeah. I mean, I think the worst thing on there is that they talk about, like, they always fight to – they, like, finish the fight, like, fight to the death. So I think that's the biggest thing. But, mm. I mean – I think she'll be all right. She'll be all right. But, yeah. no, it's good. And yeah, I mean, if she act- can handle Get Out, she can handle this. <laughs> Very true. We'll we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, there's my suggestion: Troll Hunters on Netflix. I like it. Cool man. I've got a pick. Okay. My pick is a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard yeah, about this. Yes, a podcast. Interest, very interesting title. It is a very interesting title. I think it's from uh, I think it's from the Ron Burgundy movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he's like in the phone booth. The Glass Case of Emotion? Yeah, I think that. So this is, this is a podcast called Glass Case of Emotion. And uh, it has uh, uh, Charles Bush, who I've never heard of before, but apparently he works for NASCAR.com. And Kim Kuhn, who is a former Sprint Cup girl and works for NASCAR.com. And Mr. Uh, see if you know this guy, Mr. Ryan Blaney. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I heard of you've Jedi. Heard, you've heard of him, Ryan Blaney. Yeah, so he's kind of sort of hosting it, kind of. And it's a did, he just do this, did he just do this episode, or is he doing the whole thing? I thought it was going to just be him doing the episode, but I'm pretty sure, because I listened to it today, the first one came out today, the way they left it, like it's super going to be like him every time. How does he have time for that? I have no idea. They only did like a 30-minute show or or I think, was it 30 or 25, something like that. It's not a very long show. And it's just them kind of like talking about stuff, like not necessarily all racing stuff. But uh, but it was quite entertaining. And I will say this, uh, there is a warning on it, and it says this podcast contains strong language and mature content. And mm. it does. It sure does. It even, out of, even out of the mouth of Blaney? Even out of the mouth of Blaney. <gasps> yes, your sensitive ears might not be able to handle it. No, it's really good. I enjoyed it. And uh, it's not very long. And he's got a good voice for, for doing the podcasts. Huh. So uh, with this, use, it, it's the same feed that used to be the old, um, what's the name of it? Oh, shit. Uh, the Dirty Air podcast that they used to put out. They only put out a few of them. Dirty Fuentes? It used to be called Dirty Air, the Dirty Air podcast. Okay. Not not the Dirty Fuentes. Not the Dirty Fuentes, not the Dirty Sanchez. The Dirty Air podcast. And it was it was like literally like racing news and stuff. And they stopped doing it and then they've restarted it as this glass case of emotion on the same feed where it's a lot more interesting. 
And uh, episode one is all about Daytona, the Oscars, puking, Monster Girls, and predictions. I'm in. I mean, that's that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. So it's good. It's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. I like it. I have already subscribed. I have not listened. I will listen tomorrow when I drop the kid off. It sounded great in my Overcast podcast player. Boom. Yeah. Boom. So that's the show. That is the show. There we go. That was fun. It's cool. It's cool to talk about relevant topics. It is cool. I like it. It's cool to stay in school, also. You know, you should stay in school and you should not do drugs. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> it's true. That's our show. That's our show. So what did we learn? What was what was our lesson here? So this is after school special. Mm-hmm. Our lesson is I learned it from watching you, Dad. Take your daughter to see Get Out. Yeah. Lesson, lesson number one, daughters all right, eight year olds can see Get Out. Yes. That's lesson number one. Uh it takes a lot of money to fly to the moon. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's two. Lot, yep. Lots of Lots of uh, lots of shovels. sponsor, lots of sponsor money and shovels mm-hmm. to fly to the moon. One hundred percent true. True, 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 true. Uh, what else did we learn on this show? What didn't we learn? We learned that everyone should go see the Wickening. Yes. We seriously, learned- like as as we were saying, like if you have TV, you should watch Fargo. If you live within 30 minutes of a theater, go see John Wick 2. It's really good. Yeah. We learned that there's at all times a 30% chance of even though Nicholas is watching good TV programming, he's not really paying attention. 30 seems low, but yes, <laughs> you are correct. So so he's going to go back and watch it again and mm-hmm. maybe listen 50% of the time the second time. Yes. So maybe somewhere it works in there, it's 100% get, of the time, every time. Maybe, maybe at some point we get up to at least 70% of the content. Here's hoping. Really, really uh, taken in and understood? Maybe. Mm. Okay. So I guess that's the most we can hope for. Yeah. And, and with that, we will end our show and we'll be back soon. And we can say that unequivocally because we just did it. From the last time. We just we literally just proved that it can be done. It can be done and we shall do it again. And and the next episode we shall maybe have some discussion on the Atlanta race. I like I like our new NASCAR uh corner. I like where your head's at. Our I like NASCAR, it a lot. Our NAS corner. Our NAS corner. Ooh. <laughs> that ooh. sounds really I don't know if that sounds good or not. It sounds kinda dirty. A little bit. Alright. Um uh, our little NASCAR corner. I like it. Maybe and, some spring uh, training news. Everybody's been oh, dying yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. That's coming up real soon. Yeah. Oh, and maybe and maybe you'll have seen Get Out and I'll have seen Logan and we can report back. Yay! Until then, everyone, go hunt those trolls. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>